0: The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 22nd College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And
1: now, the Banditos Fresh Made Daily Kickoff with your host, Phil Hawk I knew it all along. On August 4th, 2015, Ian Book, a three-star quarterback, verbally committed to attend Notre Dame. On that day, as visions of Malik Zaire and the 2015 season were dancing in my head, I took notice of the young man who would have a chance to follow in the tradition of Theisman, Clements, and Montana. Can't say I was overly impressed. Not very big, not a real strong arm, not a speedster. Admittedly, I was underwhelmed. Then a few months later, I found out Book had been trained in high school by Will Hewlett, a quarterback coach who was affiliated with the National Football Academy, also known as NFA. That got my attention. Because I knew all about the NFA. In high school, my youngest son attended three NFA camps, and his own local quarterback coach was NFA trained. During this specialized training, my son and I became disciples of the NFA method, a biomechanically sound approach to quarterback mechanics, and an impressive, holistic approach to developing young quarterbacks into leaders on and off the field. Knowing that Book knew the NFA way made me think he might be pretty good. After a freshman year redshirt, Book competed with Brandon Wimbush for the quarterback job in the spring of 2017. But all the talk at that time was focused on Wimbush. Then, in the Blue and Gold game, a funny thing happened. Both quarterbacks played well, but Ian Book, in my mind, outplayed Wimbush. Nonetheless, Brandon Wimbush became the starter. For most of the 2018 season, Brandon Wimbush was electrifying. The Irish ran to 8-1, and and Wimbush was setting records with his feet. But his passing accuracy was suspect. In fact, it was lousy. 49.5%, and Wimbush seemed to be able to actually make tougher throws better than easy ones. At times, it was maddening to watch. And as November rolled around, defenses started to lock down on Wimbush's running game, and those passing game deficiencies came to the forefront. Book had been given some limited opportunities, which resulted in some good moments and some mistakes. But his deficiencies were different from Wimbush's. His mechanics better. And drawing on my NFA background, his mistakes seemed to be fixable. And he could run the read option a whole lot better than Brandon Wimbush. In the regular season finale loss at Stanford, a game that the Irish had led going into the fourth quarter, Wimbush hit rock bottom, two interceptions, a fumble, and a 39% completion percentage. Despite these late-season problems, Wimbush started the Citrus Bowl against LSU but was ineffective. With exactly two minutes left in the first half and the score tied at zero, Ian Book entered the game and went on to pass, scramble, and execute the Irish to an exciting come-from-behind 21 17 win, highlighted by the 55 yard touchdown pass to Miles Boykin. Book had a signature moment and had shown skill and poise on a big stage. I was left with the impression that the kid was a quarterback, just like the NFA taught it. Last spring, both QBs looked capable, and at his post Blue Gold Game press conference, Brian Kelly confirmed that Wimbush was still number one, but that his quarterbacks were 1A and 1B. Later that day, I interviewed Ian Book. He was impressive, calm and collected, and he confirmed to me what I had heard about his NFA background. Notre Dame started 2018 with a hard-fought win over Michigan and then ran their record to 3-0 with two underwhelming victories over Ball State and Vanderbilt. On this show, I compared watching Brandon Wimbush trying to execute the passing game as being akin to the sound of nails on a chalkboard. Notre Dame was 3-0 and ranked number 8 in the country, but the offense needed more. Brian Kelly had seen enough, and he made one of the gutsiest calls of his coaching career. Ian Book became the starter, and the rest you know. Last week, he hit 74% of his passes and personally accounted for 5 of 8 Irish touchdowns. He distributed the ball all over the field to 10 different receivers and did not turn the ball over. And the Irish had found a quarterback... His name is Ian Book. I knew it all along. Hey, made me up, made me believer, believer. Banditos with four Fort Wayne locations, a Wayne Dale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons banditos is fresh made daily now stay tuned for fighting irish insight from america's foremost authority on notre dame football tim priester senior editor of IrishIllustrated.com. after these words from haynes eisenbarger and skiba sheer mcculloch auctioneers star bank and coors light the world's most refreshing beer this is fighting irish preview The
0: University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world, tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne, near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports.
2: Go Irish! Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I've found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere, and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441 8636. That's four four one eighty six thirty six. 8636 We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable.
3: Coors Light. Established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate
0: responsibly. Star Bank is an Indiana-based community bank known for delivering quality service for the past 75 years. Whether you want to visit one of our convenient locations from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday or bank electronically, Star is a full-service financial institution where you can bank wherever you are. Stop by a branch or visit StarFinancial.com to switch to Star today. Member FDIC.
1: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Well, Tim Priester, I have to say, I barely recognized the offense last Saturday. Now on this show last week, and at other times, we have discussed the skill set of Ian Book. But as you watched the game unfold against Wake Forest, were you surprised?
4: To the extent that he played, yes. I mean, he was he was brilliant. I mean, he was absolutely brilliant. And as I've tried to explain to people all week, the point is not how good Wake Forest defense is because it's not very good. The point is how did Ian Book play the position, and I thought he played it brilliantly. In terms of knowing where everybody was, what, what his progressions were, what his reads were, the execution of the various aspects of the the playbook that, that Chip Long throws at him. I mean, there was a lot of criticism of Chip Long's ability as a play caller. I wonder what people think now, because when you have somebody that can execute all the different components of the offense, you see that it's a good offense, it's diverse. One play builds upon another. And Ian Book did a great job in his first game as the start this year.
1: Yeah, he absolutely did. And I, I agree. I'm glad you brought up Chip Long because i got to believe he's the happiest guy on earth uh, after getting a, a guy in there that can run his offense. And we saw that. Now, Tim, I sensed weeks ago that you were on to what Book might be able to do for the Irish. When did you start to think that Ian Book should be the guy?
4: Well, I started to think after the Citrus Bowl when you saw... And that wasn't even a you know I mean there was a, there were certainly some inconsistencies in his performance but you know I mean I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that I thought going into this season that he should necessarily be the starter but as the whole um, as the Wake Forest game unfolded you saw the confidence you saw the improved strength that was something that Brian Kelly talked about um, you know you saw the ability to to execute. Really, anything in the passing game, you know, if you, Brandon Wilbers can throw the deep ball better. The deep, deep ball, he can throw it better. But you gain so much more with Ian Book's mastery of the offense, seeing the field, knowing where, I mean, I think this is a real key, knowing where every component of your offense needs to be and should be. That allows him to go through step one, step two, step three. And when step three still doesn't work, he can come back to, the running back that he originally did play action with. So I'm not going to take any credit for knowing that he's, you know, a guy that is ready to blossom, but he really blossomed against Wake Forest. And I, I think that I think the sky is the limit as to what he can do as the competition gets stronger, which it will.
1: Yeah, it absolutely will. I, one of the things I liked about Book is how calm he, he appears under pressure. Now we certainly saw that in the Citrus Bowl uh, but I thought that something that we heard after the game was was kind of telling in that regard, because uh, Ian Book did admit after the game to being nervous. Tell us about that.
4: Uh, yeah, he did, and he thinks being nervous is a good thing, and all of us that have competed understand that. Uh, but then he was asked how long it took for him to settle down, and he said two plays, and it was pretty deadpan. I mean, he was serious, two plays, and and he settled down. And I think that was, I think that was pretty obvious, and I agree with you, Phil. I think. You know, you, you can see the composure that he has, um, you know, the communication. I thought it was interesting that, you know, Sam Mustafer said that Ian Book was telling him what he needed to know about protections. And I'm like, well, you're the guy with 27 career starts, shouldn't it be you? He said, well, you know, he plays that role as well, but Ian Book is is prepared to do that.
1: Yeah, well, Book just did everything that I thought he might be capable of, and that's what kind of surprised me, and calm, cool, and collected, and I loved his line about his nervousness lasting about two plays. Now, from this point moving forward, Brandon Wimbush, you know, he's a play away. There's no doubt about that. What kind of situations might make sense for Brandon Wimbush to enter the game uh, other than an injury
4: you know, direct snaps like they always would do with quarterback draws, or or you know something where you get the football in his hands and, and he runs. And and that's the thing. Like Brandon Wimbush, Notre Dame is at its best at quarterback with Brandon Wimbush when the football is in his hand. Contrary to that, when when Ian Book is a quarterback, the best thing he can do is distribute the football. He's still pretty good with the football in his hands too, which is what. Helps make that offense well-rounded with him, a quarterback. But what he can do is get the football to the playmakers at all parts of the field. Ten different people caught passes. Uh, Fifteen different skill position players touched the football. And that's Ian Book. That's what he's capable of doing, and that's that's what Chip Long wanted all along, so he could accentuate all the assets, that the Nordium offense possesses.
1: Yeah, 15 skill players touching the ball. That's just an amazing number and something that uh, it just wasn't going to happen with Brandon Wimbush running the the thing. Another situation Brandon might be used in, I would guess, would be maybe a Hail Mary situation just because he can throw the ball a little bit further uh, Tim, one more question related to Ian Book, and then we got to talk about a defensive performance as well. How big of a risk was it for Brian Kelly to make this move? The Irish are 3-0, and ranked number 8 in the country. It was a gutsy call on his part.
4: It was, but, but we're saying that without having any vision or knowledge of the way the practices have gone, and the coaching staff knew all along. Quite frankly, they knew in August that he was running the offense better. Uh, than than Brandon Wimbush was, but you know you stay with it because Brandon Wimbush was great in the red zone last year, and they won ten games predominantly with him at quarterback. So I so I get that, but um, you know this was a move that it uh, you know I know the announcers, I know Todd Blackledge said a couple times uh, on the TV broadcast it it had to be made, and that's why I think it's kind of funny that we're talking about this week. Well, who's going to start? Well, the whole purpose of making the move last week was so that you could have somebody established that could do more when you got to Stanford and, and Virginia Tech and then moving forward. So I don't think there's any doubt that, that Ian Book is the guy that's going to get the vast majority of the snaps. And, yeah, it, it, it was gutsy, but it was certainly something that they had a ton of evidence gathered on the practice field.
1: Yeah, and all I can say is that Brian Kelly has now won 14 of his last 17 games and I think we all like winning, but it was certain the, the, the social media noise this past week, interestingly enough, was that well, why didn't Brian Kelly make this decision earlier? Some people are never going to be happy, right? Now, uh, defensively in the game, uh, some late scores by Wake Forest uh, when the game was well in hand, but a, a, a really good performance, and a lot of players saw action. That was a positive. And Wake quarterback Sam Hartman, well. By the time he had to come out of the game, Tim, he had taken such a beating that I was starting to cringe every time he would receive a snap, wondering what was going to happen next.
4: Yeah, his backup quarterback was... I mean, I agree with you. I, I even thought, you know, at least their backup quarterback's got a little bit of size to him. But he was beaten to a pulp. And I think by the end of the day, some of those DBs that were taking hits from Tony Jones Jr. and and, uh, and Jafar Armstrong, who, who really came alive. Uh, but yes, yeah, the Notre Dame defense... You know, they gave up some yards in the ground game uh, early on. It's a tricky offense. There's, there's just no doubt about it. It's really, really well designed. The delay mesh point, you know, read option stuff that they do makes it difficult because it gives the offensive line a little time to, to, to do some work on the D-line and if the D-line doesn't make immediate penetration, um, you know, that young quarterback, Hartman, does read the read option very well and he knew what and when to keep it when to hand it off, but over the course of the whole game they gave up you know they gave up yards in the first half but field goals in the second half they didn't give up as many yards but Wake Forest scored two touchdowns down the stretch but you know we all realized at that point that a lot of backups were in um and, uh, and, you know, the defense did exactly what it had to do against a really, really tricky offense.
1: They did indeed, and boy, did Sam Hartman take a beating. And one of the guys responsible for that, Julian Aquara, five tackles, three and a half for loss, uh, and he had a sack, his first sack of the season. The guy is a handful, and he gets better every single week.
4: Yeah, he really does. And, you know, the sack totals do not reflect his performance. I think he has, I mean, he's well into double digits in quarterback hurries, and that's a greater reflection of what he's doing. He just doesn't, he doesn't stay blocked. And, you know, he does a good job of keeping his eyes up so he knows where the football is. So when he comes off the block, he's in position to explode and make a play. I thought he was really explosive there at the beginning of the third quarter when he ran down Sam Hartman on a third down and added a little bit more punishment to Hartman's day. But he's been good. And, and as a whole, I think the exciting thing is, and it's it's necessary going into Stanford, that they can get a pass rush with four men. That, when you talk about pass rush, it really means what can you do with your base front. Uh, when you start sending people, and that's important too, and they'll have to pick their spots against Stanford to do that. But Stanford is so big <laughs> – Uh, in the receiving core, tight end and wide receiver and can hurt you downfield, but you're going to want to be able to get a pass rush with four most of the time. And I I think as they've progressed through the first four games, they've shown they have the ability to do that.
1: Yeah, and that defense, uh, the the, the rush keeps getting better and better. Uh, That front seven... Very strong with the linebacker play, and they uh, got some rest last week. That's also a positive. Uh, Tim, quickly back to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about Dexter Williams. Uh, As you mentioned, Jafar Armstrong and Tony Jones are both running the football extremely well. Jafar Armstrong, eight carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns against Wake. So Dexter Williams back, ready, uh, apparently uh, eligible to play this week. How does he get pushed into the mix?
4: That, that's really kind of tough for us to say. We can speculate about that. Uh, he's not going to carry 20 times. He probably won't carry 10 or 12. Uh, but he is a weapon. There, there's no doubt about that. And, and really, and I'm not saying that he's as good as the name that I'm about to say, but when you talk about skill set, he adds what a, Bryce Lo- what a Bryce Love has for the Stanford offense, just that explosiveness. That's his game. And if he can hit the ground running, so to speak, um, you know, that's a guy that can, certainly over the course of the season, I don't know about this week, but over the course of the remaining eight games, that's another component. Uh, You know, Jafar Armstrong's running the football really, really well. He's showing some explosiveness and power. But when you talk, we want to talk about pure explosiveness. Dexter Williams has more than any other running back on the team, uh, maybe even any offensive player on the team. So it could be significant. He has to stay healthy. He has to know the playbook, things that he hasn't done in the past.
1: Well, I would expect him to, if nothing else, pick up those carries that Avery Davis has been getting. And, uh, you know, If one out of every five or six he can explode like we've seen him do in the past, that's going to bring another great aspect to this offense. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Star Bank. This is the 315th edition of Fighting Irish Preview.
0: A light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom If it shine a little light into my room All I want is some sunshine, sunshine Shining through these windows of mine And I want it to be easy, easy choice
2: Bushy. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we are proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12 month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456 1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Your clear choice.
0: Your clear choice is Bushy's. Your clear choice is Bushy's.
1: Listen to that crowd roar. Art. The Aspen Mortgage Team has just hit the field, and the crowd has gone crazy. Phil, why does this crowd love Aspen so much? Well, Art, with more than 20 years in the mortgage business, Aspen is a dynasty. And with all that experience, these crafty veterans can personalize a mortgage for each customer's financial situation. So you always get the best loan program and interest rate, and the Aspen Mortgage Team plays with a lot of class. What do you mean? Well... Friendly personal service you can trust. A plus rating with a better business bureau. And Art, they'll go into overtime by working the weekends. And they aren't afraid to go on the road. They make house calls.
2: Phil, I can see why the Aspen Mortgage team is so popular. Wait, what's the crowd chanting now?
1: Five, four, eight, six. One. Or it's the Aspen phone number. For all your mortgage needs, 486-LOAN is the number to remember. Or visit them on the web at AspenMortgageCO.com. Aspen Mortgage, a proud supporter of Notre Dame football. Say
0: hello to financial freedom. Aspen Mortgage, the one people know and trust.
1: The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by Star Bank. With over 40 Indiana locations, Star is your local full-service bank. This week's matchup of number seven versus number eight is the first top-10 matchup at Notre Dame Stadium since 2005, when USC defeated the Irish in the famous Bush Push game. Star Bank is celebrating its 75th anniversary and is here to serve you seven to seven Monday through Saturday. Visit a Star branch to switch to Star today. Member FDIC.
3: Coors Light. Like. Established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
1: Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter and in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results and he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479 or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479 Your call for real estate results
0: at star bank we offer checking savings mortgage small business commercial banking private banking and wealth management as well as insurance products to help hoosiers reach their financial goals plus with online banking and our mobile banking app you can enjoy the convenience of banking wherever you are stop by a star branch today to switch to star member fdic
1: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The number seven Stanford Cardinal is in town to challenge the number eight Irish this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 7:30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the All Time Irish Hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, Vanquish Runabouts, and J.C. Pontoons. We share your boating passion. And today we continue our great quarterbacks of the last 60 years series. And first, let's review the guys we have covered the first four weeks John Hewitt, Terry Hanratty, Joe Theismann, and last week Tom Clements. All great names. And this week, another really great one. Joe Montana came to Notre Dame out of Monongahela, Pennsylvania in 1974. He actually had a hard time winning a starting job for the Irish due to his poor performances in practice. But when Joe Montana hit the playing field, his performances were amazing, and his comeback victories are the stuff that has turned Joe into a Notre Dame legend. His most famous comeback occurred in the 1979 Cotton Bowl. Montana, whose body temperature had fallen to 96 degrees by halftime on an unseasonably cold day in Texas, stayed in the locker room at half and was administered chicken soup by a team doctor. Joe re-entered the game with 7 minutes and 37 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter with the Irish trailing Houston 34-12. Montana went on to perform brilliantly and threw the winning touchdown pass with no time left on the clock as the Irish prevailed 35-34. 1977 National Championship, four Super Bowl rings, a few years ago, named by Sports Illustrated, the number one clutch quarterback of all time, Tim Joe Montana is a living Notre Dame legend.
4: Wow, as many Notre Dame legends as there are, he's at the top I, you know as far as living legends, there's, there's no doubt about it, and that you know that clutch team that, that ability, you know interesting because when given the opportunity, um, you know he, he took full advantage of it just like Ian Book did last week. Not that I'm comparing Ian Book to Joe Montana, but he took advantage of the opportunity. No, not yet. And, and Joe Montana, I mean, he did as, as much as anyone, and, that, and that's a big part of our high school childhood days uh, together, Phil. But he was phenomenal. Uh, the, the clutch gene was incredible. What he did in the NFL, when you considered that physically he wasn't that big and strong of a guy, He is a living legend as much as anybody in the history of Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, he just had it. Whatever it is, he had it. During his NFL career, Montana led his teams to 31 fourth quarter come-from-behind victories. Joe Montana, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Tim Stanford is 4 0. They're coming off an exciting, comfort-behind win in overtime over previously unbeaten Oregon. In week two, Stanford defeated number 17 USC 17 3. When you think about the Stanford offense, four things come to my mind. First of all, junior KJ Costello, the quarterback, a 6-5, 64% passer who has thrown 10 touchdown passes against only three interceptions. Then I think of tailback Bryce Love who went over 2,000 yards last year. Number three, a slew of big, talented tight ends and receivers. And finally, Stanford has a tradition of always putting on the field a big, physical offensive line. So a lot of weapons. But it is interesting to note that through four games, Stanford is averaging a rather pedestrian 368 yards of total offense. And Bryce Love who has battled through some injuries, has only been over 100 yards once. In fact, for this season, Notre Dame's Tony Jones Jr. all by himself has put up better numbers than Bryce Love. Defensively, Stanford is ranked 10th nationally, giving up only 13.5 points per game, and it's also 10th nationally in sacks. That said, as good as Stanford's defenses have been over the past several years, I do think this group is a bit of a drop-off there are defensive line issues, issues at the safety position and last week Oregon uh, made them look vulnerable at times en route to giving up 524 yards of total offense including 346 through the air. Tim last year at Stanford, Notre Dame was looking good going into the fourth quarter, but ultimately turnovers sunk the Irish. What is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory?
4: You mentioned the history of the great Stanford defenses, but those really are in the past. I mean, that, that's a group that gave up 4.6 yards per carry last year, which is, it's, I mean, that's really, really bad, and it's not typical of Stanford by any means. And, and I think that's where Notre Dame's advantage is. I really think on both lines. I, their, their offensive line going into the season was considered one of the best, but it's been banged up, and they've had to mix and match a little bit. And the D-line's done a good job, but I don't think the competition's been that good. So for me, the key is Notre Dame taking advantage of a Stanford team that isn't as strong as it typically is on both the offensive and defensive line?
1: Okay, take advantage of, uh, of Notre Dame's strength in the trenches on both sides of the ball. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish?
4: Well, we've been talking about on our on the Irish Illustrated website about the, the nickel. Uh, the nickel back and the nickel defense, and I think it's Houston Griffith, provided he's actually the one that's handling most of the snaps at that position. It could be Nick Coleman. It could actually be Julian Love in that spot, which which I'm kind of suspecting they'll do, but I'm going to say Houston Griffith. He's a key for Notre Dame. He has not played real consistently. He's a true freshman. He's a kid that has a lot of ability. If he plays well on Saturday, that will slow down that Stanford offense.
1: A lot of pressure on a true freshman. Houston Griffith at the nickel position. That is the Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the Injury Report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 17 northern Indiana locations. Tim, how do the Irish stand health-wise heading into Game 5?
4: Well, we also back up nose tackle, uh, Jamie and Franklin, lost for the season late in the game. Uh, he, he wasn't going to be a factor in this game, but he has a quad injury and will be lost for several months. Tommy Kramer, that's a, that's a key one. We weren't aware of his injury suffered during the week. Uh, of practice last week uh trevor Rulin stepped in for him i didn't think he played well at first but the closer i watched it i thought he played pretty well we won't know about tommy kramer until game time that's probably a tag team and then our is hoping to have cole Komet back the tight end who was injured a couple weeks ago he's been pointing to the stanford game i'd say that's probably about a uh, 60 40 chance that he ends up playing this weekend
1: okay well good report i especially like talking about getting players back uh uh, more often than, than losing players. And so far, the Irish uh, having a good year in this category. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim or Vegas has the Irish favored by five and a half points over Stanford. What does America's foremost authority say?
4: Yeah, that five and a half number has gone up. Uh, I think it was around three and a half to begin with, and I do think that's telling. I think Nordame has the better defense. Uh, I think everybody uh, would confirm that, and, and the key, of course, is Ian Book. Can he continue where he? Uh, can he pick up where he left off last week? And I think he's capable of doing that uh, against this Stanford defense. I'm confident in Notre Dame winning this football game. So confident that I'm going to say Notre Dame 31, Stanford
1: 20. 31 to 20, an 11 point cover of that spread. That is Tim Priester's world famous Irish Illustrated prediction. Well, Tim, yeah, we saw important progress last week by the Irish. And uh, this week, I think Notre Dame has strengths that match up really well with Stanford. I expect the defense to play an excellent game, but I'm picking it a little closer than you. I think uh, the home crowd and Justin Yoon get the Irish over the top. Irish go to 5-0, and ND 31, Stanford 28. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.
3: Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.